So last week, um, I was talking about, you know, the current events we have and that uh, was mentioned that, you know, we have all of these um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that we, we have the current events and talking about all the riots and things that are happening today and um, the um, emotions and everything coming forth at this time and how it started with um, George Floyd um, enduring unfair discrimination leading to an unjust death by suffocation and um, I shared last week these scriptures here um, Hebrews 4 15 to 16 talking about Jesus for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. You might say, what was his, the, the testing that he went through where we talk about unfair discrimination leading to torture and an unjust death by suffocation. And again, when you're hanging on a cross, that's how somebody dies, by suffocation. That... Um, you know, when you can't pull yourself up anymore on the nails and your hands and your feet to breathe, you suffocate. And so Jesus could not breathe. He could not breathe, and that's how he died. And um, he did it for us, not for himself. He understands totally what George Floyd has gone through, unjust persecution and discrimination to to death by suffocation he couldn't breathe he understands but he did it for us and um, he died for us and um, just as we hear that <laughs> sirens going right now you know we, we because for us he died that we could have life life eternal with him and how can this help us as we go through this? You know, we're going through this in this world right now. How can this help us as Christians and what should we do? And actually, I, I had a video that I, I wanted to show, but the sound just came out so bad because it was over Zoom. It's actually from my daughter's church, and they, they showed it. And, um, but I just want to show you a little bit of, so you can see the person who's talking. And he's a um, half black, half Japanese and he grew up on Oahu for 10 years, as well as different places on the mainland. I just want to show him to you because you can't really hear well what he's saying. And I'll kind of summarize it for you. And 60s now, but you know, having grown up during the civil rights movement in Hawaii and up in Kiki for 10 And, um, See, what he was saying, and again, I'm sorry it was, it was really difficult to hear, was really good, is that, um, you know, he grew up as a um, black man in the, uh, in the southeast. And, um, you know, he was talking about times like when they were five years old, uh, you know, 
a group of um, six of his friends. They, were, they strayed into a white neighborhood by accident, and they were jumped by 10 guys. And then when he was in Hawaii even, and um, he wanted to date a, a Japanese girl, and because he was half black, the, the family rejected him because of the stigma that was on being black. And then again and again, all the way up through going through college and um, the professor saying, you don't even belong here because he's, he's black. And he said it built up this bitterness in him. This anger and bitterness came out in him. And what I'm going to do is, uh, just so you can see his picture, I'm going to take the sound off. Let's just take the sound off of that. And... Um, I'm going to try and turn this off, the sound off on that too. Can you, it's on the, yeah, uh, it's actually coming out of the TV now, so you got to turn the, the TV sound down on that, um, if you can turn it off. Okay. So, um, he had built up this bitterness in him, and he felt, I have a right to hang on to this bitterness. Because I was wrong. I didn't do it. Other people did it to me. I was wrong. So I have a right to hang on to this um, bitterness and anger. And um, God told him, no, you have to forgive. And he's saying, why do we have to forgive? I have a right. I don't have to forgive. I was the one who was wronged. And uh, God told him, otherwise, um, you, you can't be used by, by him for his purposes and purposes of love. He can't be, be used by God for good. And um, he said he, he got down on his knees and just, it was a period of over five years that he's just saying, God, help me. But he was willing to let it go. And it was so hard. I understand him. No, um, don't you? I think all of us have been unfairly hurt by someone sometime in our life. By parents, siblings, so-called friends, husband, wife. We all have. And um, yeah, it's hard to let go. But we can. We can. We have the ability to do that. But it's, again, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. It's, it's very difficult for me to do when I feel like it's been unfair. And I've experienced that many times in my life also. But God's ways are better than our ways. And we are his children. And um, he's asking us to do that. And it's good for us. Um, I heard a story, actually it's somebody that, acquaintance I know, that she was a dance instructor and um, she went through a horrible divorce and she could not forgive her husband for what he did to her. And she got arthritis so bad that she couldn't dance. In fact, she had to sit on a chair. Her arthritis was so bad and just direct her top student to teach the class. But when she finally was willing to forgive, her arthritis went away. And you know, this affects us 
physically, we know from stress, headaches, to ulcers, anger, and held bitterness, and um, unforgiveness, because it it's all unforgiveness. And that's why God told him, you have to forgive. We hang that on and like, I have a right to keep this. But when we do it God's way, which is opposite from our way, it's always good. Because it ends up not only that, but it affects us emotionally and mentally till it is the source of so much alcoholism, domestic abuse, suicide. Have you ever seen someone who's bitter and angry who's happy? It's, it's just bad for our entire life all around, and I, but I'm, it's not easy to let go of when we've been unfairly treated and we've been helpless to do something about it makes it more frustrating. But we can be free. Jesus is saying, I want to, we talked about a place of freedom set you free. Because, you know, if we don't forgive the people who did these things to us, they control our life. Every time you see them or think of them, it spirals you down into this anger and bitterness all over again. It's, they will control our lives until we die if we don't let it go. They will control our lives till we die. And so Jesus said, I, I want you to be free. You are God's child. And you have, he wants you to have a heart of love like his, your older brother, Jesus, does. We won't have to ever go through what he did. But he's asking us to follow in his footsteps and forgive, even though we've been unfairly treated in the past. And um, I want to read to you Hebrews 12, starting in um, verse 2. And it says, we do this. Why do we follow Jesus we, and how do we do it? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. He was willing to forgive, even bless the people, and now he has that place of honor forever and ever. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up when we've been unfairly treated also. After all, you have not given your lives in your struggle against sin like Jesus did. And have you forgotten the encouraging word God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. You know, God was correcting this man, saying, you know, you need to forgive. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father of our spirits and live forever? 
For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how, but God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see God. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. That poisonous root of bitterness. We see it popping up all over the place where people are so angry and, and this has just brought out this anger and bitterness in them. And looting and rioting and destroying police stations and it's not the answer and not the good way to do it. And we are to be the light of the world to show people the way. The way for freedom because it's a trap. It's a trap of the enemy. And so in Malachi 3.3 it says, God, he will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites. That's the priests. And the Bible says we are all now kings and priests of God refining them like gold and silver so that they may be once again offer they may once again offer an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord and that's what God is doing with us when the fire gets hot like it is now the frustration comes forth with all the pressures from everywhere and fears that's when the dross the impurities come to the surface but the gold is so valuable that the refiner will just refine it, refine it so the impurities come up so he can scoop it out because it's so valuable. And you are so valuable to God that he's doing the same thing for us so that we can scoop it out and be free in him, that we pour out, we give our, our pain, our hurt, our sorrow, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness towards the people that hurt us. And we put it on God's altar. He's saying, I'll take it. And just let me be your avenger. I am, you know, you might have been helpless against what they did to you, but I'm powerful enough to avenge anything. And I'll do it perfectly, fairly, and righteously. Whereas I know you'd add a little bit extra maybe to that. He'll do it perfectly and fairly and he has the ability to do that. So we trust him. Can we trust him and just let it go? Because we do have the ability to do that. To let it go. You can. You can. Because it's our choice. We can. And scoop that out and be purified and set free. So those people don't control our lives. But we're free. And that peace and happiness can be ours so they don't control us and keep us from that peace and happiness forever, forever until we do. Remember that you are co-inheritors, the Bible says, 
equal, equal with Jesus, co-inheritors of God's kingdom. You are the heir to God's kingdom. He adopted you fully to be an heir with his son. Fully. He adopted you. You are his, as a song we sang too. See, God chose to adopt you. You weren't just born into his family. He chose you because he saw the potential in you. He saw the potential in you to be his daughter, to be his son. And yeah, he is going to be um, disciplining us to be good children of his, to rule and reign with his son. We can't have this bitterness and anger in us, can we? To do it righteously and well. But he's like the, the teacher who hovers over the top students, correcting them on, on, on what they're doing, making sure that they have the most attention and the best because the potential they have for good that they can do in society, whether it's a doctor, student who's a doctor, whether it's a student who's an architect, the teacher spends that time and attention with those who have that potential to do great things. And that's all God is. Would you rather be that student that he pays all that attention to or the one he ignores? Be Would you rather be the first string that the coach is really hard on and make sure everything is, you're doing all the blocks and protections or all the things right or the third string that's sitting there and, and doesn't get the attention he's hard on that first string but would you rather be the one the third stringer every team that wins a championship you talk to anybody who's in any kind of sport the coach drives them hard and draws that the best out of them drives them hard but none of the ones who win the championship would say, no, I'd, I'd rather he didn't drive us hard and we'd never get good enough to win. They all would say, I want to be on that team. Everybody wants to be on that team and a first stringer on that team, not the guy sitting on the bench. And that's what God sees in you. And you might say, why do we go through these things like he did and then he has it making his nature more and more like Christ? Whether it's being a special forces in the army or navy seal you see the trainings they go through it's hard but they are the best and they have a real purpose in their life whether it's gymnastics or ballet or martial arts or hula i i have a friend who's a kumu hula now and she was with a halal that would win a lot at the merry monarch and when it came to be the time, they trained all year for the Merry Monarch. And everybody wanted to be on that team that would be on stage at the Merry Monarch. And so they would train so hard. And the ones who were, didn't make the cut for that team, oh, they wished they were on that team because they, they had that extra training and everything. And if you were on that team, you wanted to be in the front row, the one that makes the most difference. And when they win, wow. Nobody said, oh, I'd rather have, not have all that training and the, the suffering that we went through. And I, I want to read to you uh, 1, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Paul says, don't you, realize, don't you realize that in a race, 
Everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Run to win this race. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. We have an eternal purpose, an eternal prize, not just a trophy or a ring. So I run with purpose in every step. Because Paul was in Greece talking about the Olympics. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might myself be disqualified. You know, there, there's so many scriptures like this. You know, um, yeah, we're, by grace we get to heaven. But it's clear that there are rewards in heaven. And um, it's what you do with that grace afterwards. Because God's saying, yeah, you can choose. You don't have to be disciplined. You can say, no, I choose not to forgive because I don't have to. I have a right. They were wrong. And you're right. But if we do it his way, because he doesn't want people with bitterness and anger and vengefulness ruling and reigning with him. But God saw that potential in you. He knows you can do it. You can do it. It's difficult, but you can do it. And it's so important because, you know, even when people uh, are in marriage, if they end up in bitterness and anger and don't forgive and carry it to the next one and the next one, you know, the, they found out the more times you get divorced and married again and divorced again, the harder, less chance you have of it being successful. It can be. But it's because we carry this, carry it, carry the bitterness to the next relationship. And God's saying, we can, you can. He sees the potential in you. You can, we can be. It's our choice. We can be the first string. God has a purpose for everyone here. And we can be the first string. Let's follow after him. Let's choose. Because he won't force us. We're not slaves. We're his children. But he picked you. He adopted you. He picked you because he knows you have the potential to do that. So as the worship team comes up,